I'm loyal in friendship, I'm loyal in love, and I'm loyal in my working career. Loyalty, the most highly prized of the classical virtues. We look for it from our friends, demand it from our closest relationships, and expect it from the organizations we work with. We give it freely, but it is not always obvious that it will be returned. This is what really disappoints me in life, is that when you give that loyalty and then you don't receive it back. This is the difference between the private and public space. Loyalty is born of trust, and when it comes to money, sometimes trust has a price. I was made redundant at 37 weeks pregnant to a company I'd given nearly a decade to. I felt the loyalty had gone from that organisation to me and I'd given so much to them. It's amazing but true that even when loyalty has been tested to the brink in one part of your life, the instinct to hope for it, expect it and value it remains very strong in us. I'm not blindly loyal, no. I've always stood my ground. Loyalty, on the face of it, such a positive value but one that can leave us open to manipulation. I didn't choose that word out of like trying to be dark. You're listening to the Survival A to Z podcast. It's Strategies to Thrive from Business for Life. And my guest is Jackie Jones, celebrity publicist, mum of two, doodler extraordinaire, author, journalist, and general life juggler. And she's here with me to discuss loyalty. It was her third word that she chose from the list I had given her. Jackie, this was a really interesting one for me. And I think loyalty is such an emotional requirement. The instinct and desire to have something to be loyal to, towards, is deep within us, but it can also be used against us. And it is more of a choice, I think, than we often realize. They say that blood makes you related, but loyalty makes you family. Although, as I say that, I wonder if that's a mafia thing. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I don't. I, maybe it was mafia who said that. Yeah. However, they also say that loyalty can become slavery used by the powerful to keep us all in check. Bill Tollefson said it's the highest virtue taught by abusers to be used as a control tool. But Samuel Goldwyn said he would accept 50% efficiency to get 100% loyalty. And, you know, in many ways, it's true. Loyalty is so bound up with trust and dependability that I know I really did look for it in people, especially when we were a very small company. I needed to know I could rely on the team and trust that no matter how hard the day was, they would still come in tomorrow. Mm. Um, And yet it's also possible to feel like your loyalty is taken for granted. And that is a very bad place to end up. So, Jackie, my question for you is, which is it? Is loyalty earned or freely given? I'd say loyalty for me is something that is earned. Um, I think you have to prove your your loyalty. Um, I'm talking from a business perspective. Um, I've worked for companies for big chunks of time and I've proved to them that I am loyal to them and I'm, I'm hardworking and I'm a key member of staff. And I look for that when I employ people as well. I look, like you say in your introduction, you look when you're, if you're a small team, you look to get the people that you know you're going to have trust and depend on um, and that you know will come up, come into work tomorrow willingly because they want to be there. And I think that comes from the way that you treat your staff and the way that um, the company treats you as well. So it's a two-way thing. 
and it's a respect a respectful thing um that goes hand in hand can you see where loyalty can be the opposite you know colin powell you know the general from the american general um he said that loyalty means that you can give me your opinion while we're planning you can challenge me all you like but once the decision is made loyalty then means going ahead to execute it as if it were your own regardless of where you stood in the original debate now that's the hard bit about Mm. loyalty it sometimes makes demands of you that are very difficult to square with how you feel about the actions being taken and i imagine there are many in the current trump administration for instance who have their loyalty tested like that every single day yeah like how how do you square that circle i know that i have been in situations you know, in the past where I have had to really struggle in my head, is this moment, if I'm to be loyal to this company, I'm going to have to do something that that I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. Yeah, that's tricky. I don't particularly, I can't think of any key big moments that I've, that have been really challenging for me on a human side where I've had to lead a process where I haven't agreed with it fully. Um, that's, I guess, fortunate for me, but I'm guessing your experiences being, you know, CEO of a massive company, I'm sure, with a board of people, you've had to face different challenges. I've, I find it hard to execute deliverables if I don't particularly agree with them. Um, I'm what, do, very- what do you do in that case then? You know, do do you argue? It I would argue it. I would argue it. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm a very passionate person. I'm very heart and sleeve. And if I, I don't really do things that I don't believe in, um, but that's maybe I'm lucky that I haven't had to face that so far in my life in work. Um, I'm kind of stick to my guns unless someone can change my opinion and help me navigate it so that I understand why they are doing that. So I'm willing to listen. And I'm willing to make changes, but I have to understand it. I can't just do things that I don't agree with. And and I am the same. Mm. And so I so when my loyalty has been tested in that way, if it's a step too far, I I have had to take judgment to myself and say, you know, in ten years' time, am I going to look back at this moment and say, you fool? You did and not regret stand it. Up for yeah, what, yeah, that's right. You, you, haven't right. St- you haven't stood up for what you believe and what your morals are. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I, I would just stay, stay to, stay true to what I passionately believe believe in. But I know that's not always going to be the case in life. So it's just from my experience. I, I've always stood my ground. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking actually of a, of a conversation that I had with somebody at the weekend, and it was about the Black Lives Matter movement and this isn't about loyalty directly but it was just very interesting to me that this person who I know to be very reasonable very highly educated very liberal um was on a different side of the debate to me on the statues so my view about statues is that if they're not in a museum if they're on the street then we raise statues to people we want to honor that's right and we shouldn't be honoring slave traders absolutely yeah um you know and 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 it's okay to take the statues away and put them into a museum and talk about yeah 
what these people did in the the trajectory of their lives and some of it was terrible and some of it actually had a good benefit for us but that overall that you know the whole story that's right but that's different from honoring that's right um, these people by them having a statue in the street Mm -hmm. and I think that that's the the you know the crux between those two things Mm -hmm. and then in having this this discussion um this person then was saying but don't you understand that if they start taking down the statues what you're going to get is the far right creating basically a civil war because they've got an excuse to create a civil war around this and it is this is, has got to do with loyalty actually in a way because i couldn't i could see the concern but i also couldn't deny the loyalty to to my first belief in what a statue in the street is for i couldn't i couldn't even if even if the far right did start to really mess with things i couldn't agree that those statues should remain so did you say that to to your friend i did did, i did and they did not not change so it's not like you changed their mind no 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 i didn't keep it in it didn't change their mind but i was also thinking to myself and how far does that loyalty to that belief go do you know my loyalty to my belief Uh in what a statue is for how far would i push that would i oh i see would I stand in front of a far right person and risk my life? Oh, I see what you mean. Right. For that belief. Would I expect someone else to stand in front of a far right person and risk their life for that belief in this instance? And it could be other things as well. And, you know, I think about, about, I I grew up in the quote unquote troubles in Northern Ireland. And, um, you know, there was huge loyalty to my God, to flags like two flags. I mean, as in you, you know, if you were on the Republican or nationalist side, you had a loyalty to the Irish flag. And if you were, um, um, you know, from the unionist side, um, you would have a loyalty to the Union Jack or the Red Hand of Ulster flags. This loyalty to these flags has caused more problems more problems for Northern Ireland and yet that loyalty is real and it is not dissimilar to this Black Lives Matter statue thing you're you're honoring for for a Protestant in Northern Ireland the idea that someone from their country would honor and have allegiance to a different country in their heads that Mm -hmm. that the Republic of Ireland is a different country they don't see it as being the same thing is anathema. Um, it is. It is. Uh, it makes. It makes them automatically disloyal to the country in which they yeah, live. Yeah. And yet, it's entirely the flip side for people um, from the nationalist tradition because they look at um, people honouring the British flag, mm-hmm. and they say, "But why are you doing that? Because mm-hmm. we are Irish. Mm-hmm. Don't you see?" Mm-hmm. And those two loyalties of those people who live. A street apart. I know. Yeah. Um, has has rent a country asunder, mm-hmm. cost many lives, yeah. a lot of disruption, a lot of poverty. It has now moved on to being also a lot of suicide, you know, as a like post-traumatic 
the post-traumatic period after a war, all for loyalty. All for loyalty. That I don't know if it's misguided, mm. but I know it's destructive. Mm. So can loyalty be destructive? Well, I think you absolutely can. Like you, that's a that's a fantastic example, isn't it? And and to be true to your voice, it can be destructive. Um, it's just how far you want to take it and speak up on certain matters. And when do you bend? I suppose is the question, yeah. and I don't I don't have an answer to no, that. No, I don't. So I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry for anybody listening who thinks. But what's the answer? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I don't have an answer, no. except that each moment has to be judged on its merit, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but loyalty can be misguided. It can, absolutely. I mean, you've got people who are loyal, so loyal to the President of the United States right now, oh my gosh. that they refuse to wear masks in public crowded places Just, yeah. out of loyalty, and they are literally killing themselves and others. What are out, they thinking? Out of loyalty or fear or... I don't even think it's don't fear. It, you don't? I think it's no, I think it's loyalty. I think I think the the crowds that come to those events, although they've now I hear this morning have cancelled a lot of the events at yeah. last, but the crowds who come to those events regardless feel that they display their loyalty to the president by, by doing not that, by not wearing, wearing masks. Well they're stupid, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A bit. <laughs> But it's also it's misguided loyalty, but it's loyalty that is demanded. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And um, and I think also that the problem with loyalty is that the powerful. This is going back to this whole debate around loyalty and what is it actually? Because it is seen as such a positive trait in human beings, oh, and yeah. it is a positive trait in a human positive beings. Positive word, actually, yeah, you're right. Actually, with yes, with negative but, um, implications. It can be At very times. much abused. It yeah. can be very abused by the powerful. And they want us to believe that loyalty is a good thing. So that then we... Like brainwashing. A Isn't bit it? like brainwashing. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought we'd have got there in I the discussion I mean, I of loyalty? I, I, didn't, I didn't choose that word out of like trying to be dark. I was actually choosing it as a positive word. But yeah, yeah. you're right, actually. So why did you choose loyalty? Because I, you... I thought it as a... I, I looked to it as a positive... For me, I look at it as a positive word and I feel like I am a person who is loyal and I look for people that are loyal as well um, and I think it's something that remains a test of time to your persona if you're a good loyal person it will you know it's it's a good thing to be you know and I, I think I'm loyal in friendship I'm loyal in love and I'm loyal in my working career and um, that's why I chose it. Mm -hmm. from a place but all of those but all of those loyalties have been earned no by those to whom you give your loyalty yes i guess so yeah <sighs> yeah that's true so you're not blindly loyal i'm not blindly loyal no it's been earned you're right it's been earned for sure mm -hmm. and i think when 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 i see loyalty then i give more i give back more yes and it's it a two-way street yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's a trust it's a it's a binding trust Yes. And I think that's a lot of what loyalty is about. It's that dependability and that trust. Um, if you're the person that people are being loyal to, mm. you also must remember that you also must be loyal back. Back. Absolutely. It's a two-way thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think that's sometimes what 
bosses don't realize. So sometimes bosses no, they expect, um, expect loyalty for mm. nothing. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then, uh-huh. then and then and then this is what really disappoints me in life is that when you give that loyalty and then you don't receive it back and you you get hurt and that's something I've experienced recently actually with work. Um, I was made redundant at 37 weeks pregnant to a company I'd given nearly a decade to. And I thought I've given my, you know, heart and soul to uh, to a corporate organisation, which I've, you know, loved every minute of my job, um, wouldn't, wouldn't change it for the world. But, you know, in the time where I was vulnerable, at, you know, going into mat leave on lockdown, I was made redundant. So I was so took it so personally, even though it wasn't a personal thing, it was actually, they closed the department, it was circumstantial that I was pregnant, but I couldn't help but being, but be really upset for a number of weeks because I felt the loyalty had gone from that organization to me and I'd given so much to them. I just, I, you know, I was totally, totally upset by it, as you can probably imagine. I've kind mm-hmm. of, I've kind of come out the other end now and I'm kind of trying to see the positives um, with it with regards to that. And I'm not the only one. And um, it was at the start of lockdown, but I just felt at 37 weeks pregnant. So feeling really vulnerable and, you know, it's a, it's a challenging, insecure time anyway, when you're about to go on maternity leave and leave for, for the best part of the year, it's, it was just really upsetting. So that's another reason that word stuck stuck out to me, um, because it's something that I really value. Mm-hmm. I I remember um, when when someone who worked for me um, became ill. She got breast cancer, and um, she'd been working for me at that point for I don't know. I want I can't even remember. Maybe six or seven years. A long time, too long to count. If you like. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we with we at that time had partners in the in the business. They, you know, sick leave is not a you don't there is no such thing really as sick leave. I mean, you can have your job kept for you, but you don't you don't get very much money for very long. But I couldn't. I couldn't let that happen. And I was just really fortunate that the guys who were with me at that point in the business did understand although they were curious about it but they did understand and made themselves understand why it was so important that this woman's loyalty towards me and the business should be returned that's really good you know and so so she so she just basically remained full time for you know she wasn't there for 6 months but it was fine um we didn't even I just refused to allow them yeah. to cut her salary. Well, that shows what um, really brought you up. Well, no, it was it's 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 just human. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean well, had we been maybe had we been a very tiny, tinier company at that point and that had happened, I wouldn't have been able to, to do it. Yeah. A sure. salary that wasn't bringing that wasn't being productive. But but in but in truth I I we could as a business, we could extend that. And she had shown such loyalty and worked so many late nights and oh. come in so many early mornings and worked so many week- weekends for me over the years, you know, when there was just like three or four of us, tiny, tiny, tiny group. Um, I just couldn't see her. 
I couldn't see her left unsupported hanging yeah yeah sure. unsupported um so that that was kind of me instinctively returning the loyalty that's right or I'd always returned the loyalty I just didn't yeah. have an opportunity to show it but this was my opportunity to show it and I think that's the thing about loyalty is sometimes you have the opportunity to demonstrate your loyalty or that 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 the loyalty that you're about to show has been earned by the person to whom you're showing it right. they have done so many good things in their life towards you that mm. that they now deserve this need, yeah. it's not a it's not a gift that's right. it's, they deserve it yeah they've earned that they've yeah. earned that yeah yeah and that's why that's why i felt so upset by by the whole thing and i you know um that's yeah that's why it hurt me so much but that's the problem with corporations because larger larger companies lose the human touch lose that they lose that connection and that, and and it also that connection. and also you'll get your you're going through a process which is very formal and speaking to hr which is um you know you're not again there's no i wanted i didn't want to speak to hr because hr aren't the people i deal with on a day to day i wanted to speak to the bosses to make them see my eyes and to hear me and to forget i'm not just a number i'm actually a human being Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. via the corporate the corporate process, that's the way it happens. And that's how they have to make their decisions. And like, I have to remember, it was a business decision. And it was not personal. So that's what you know, that's what I've had to just try and drill into my brain. Yes, and, but that is that is also very difficult. And I also think sometimes the even the term HR, human relations, <laughs> Uh, human resources is antithetical to what they actually have to do i yeah. think they're probably really good people yeah you start out that way but it's not human but, is it but way. it's not very human approach <laughs> no <laughs> no it's true so formal and, yeah unhuman yeah yes they, they don't sit you down and say we love you this is not a give, reflection give you a little hug hug it out yes yeah. hug it out and just say we, we you know if they'd have done that i'd have probably been Probably better. <laughs> but I think that that's we true. We're going to have to let you go. Um, we're really, you know, we think, you know, we think you've done an amazing job, but you know, it's a really tough time. You know, we'll help you maybe get try and help you get another job elsewhere or whatever it might be. If they if they'd have done that, you'd, you'd feel instantly so much better. But because you're going through a Zoom call, speaking to a HR person, and your bosses aren't picking up the phone, it's a bit. It's a bit yeah. tough. It's a bit tough on my yeah. uh, on my brain. Yes, no, um, I'm sure. Although I do want to say for anybody listening, if you feel that your loyalty has been ignored or whatever, sometimes the point is, oh gosh, I've got a fantastic. Um, just give me one second. I have got a most yeah. fantastic quote. I wrote it down. It is, "Don't let your loyalty become slavery." If they oh. don't appreciate what you bring to the table, let them eat alone. Oh, that's good. Who said that? That is somebody called Fetty Wap. Mm -hmm. I have no idea if Fetty Wap is. I have no idea who she is. I, I Well, I'm also guessing it's a female, but it mm -hmm. may be a male. I don't know. Um, but I thought that was correct. That's brilliant. If they don't appreciate your loyalty, let them eat alone. Let them eat alone. Yeah, that's great. And move on. And move on move on and it's move on it's a big it's a big big important lesson that's right 
there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Nothing you can do no. about it except stop, pause, and look beyond this moment. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Great what advice. 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 And see it as a positive as opposed to a negative. Exactly. Yeah. That you've 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 looked the beast in their teeth yeah. and it's not pleasant and the breath smells very bad. And now you've learned that and you can move away saying, This gives me an opportunity to open up and to flower in a different direction. That's right. Yeah. And that really is Great true. Advice. That sounds sometimes to people like that's bullshit or no that is good and i think that's and that's what you need to remember and i i I always find that hard to i have to keep telling myself that because i find change um quite challenging at the best of times and i think because this decision has been made for me i have to look at it and think this is going to be successful change and not to be not to fear it um and to see it as a new chapter and um it's been it's been given to me you know so that's something that I have to look at and that's something that I will try to remain uh you know in my thoughts on a day-to-day really what do you think you will do tell me about your doodles by the way (laughs) I love you you know I I know how much I love your doodles yeah I've been I mean doodling has just been for me it's really just been a lovely sideline passion project um that I've had some some lovely little bits of successes along the way um I think for me I just want to continue to to have to, to be creative I have less time now but I guess now with with no job to go to maybe I have more time um but um I want to continue uh doing you know working with brands that I love and um I'm doing projects with certain people um the company that I was published by sadly have ended they've kind of closed their doors after I think 30 years so I'm currently without publishing deal at the moment so that's kind of good and bad I suppose it just means I can now go forward and do my own thing um I loved having a publisher because it just meant that I just um, was able to do my full-time job and then be, you know, someone publish me. But now maybe I could take the reins back and do it all myself. So I'm kind of, nothing set in stone at the moment. I just want to get back into doodling more. I, I love your doodles because they always have a message. Oh, thank you. And um, I, that that's... That, that's the thing that I that I love so much. And it's a message that comes from you. It's so specific to how you think and you're able to to capture so much in like four words or less. Oh, that's really um, fine. How did you start doodling? I started doodling when I was at um, MTV and I used to sit in these big playlist meetings and they used to go on for hours. And um, I just used to you know make loads of notes and then just literally start doodling little characters on the side of my of my playlist notes and um and I was always sick of going into card shops and having to spend like 350 or 4 quid on a card that was kind of average um just because I was going to a birthday that evening or whatever and I think I was like, I could do something better than that and something more personal and I think people always love to receive a personal note. I, I love sending posts. I love writing cards and I love receiving cards. So I started just literally buying some blank white cards and then just 
hand hand doodling little characters and sending messages of love or whatever to my friends and family and people thought because I, I doodle with a fine liner everyone thought they were like printed um and I was like no these are just hand drawn and I got loads of loads of positive feedback and I guess I just kind of I went to I found out where a big card fair was taking place in London and um it was the biggest card for it I think in the UK and I went along and I saw all these different stalls and um I came across one particular stall which I felt represented me um this um company called Really Good and they had some great fun artists and I just thought I th- I could see me being at home there but I thought a publishing deal was well really far away but I approached the boss and um and he was he took a meeting with me actually long story short gave me a deal so I've been fortunate enough to land a publishing deal I remember coming home that night and my my husband was like what you've just taken one meeting and you've got yourself a publishing deal and he's like I had to wait 15 years before I got my record deal but um it was great it was great and I learned a lot from him and um and he was, you know, like I say, had a big company and managed to give me the X, X Factor stage and platform to elevate myself into like Selfridges and Scribbler and all these amazing, you know, paper chase. So I was able to shine there, really. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for the noise. <laughs> it's okay, Morley. It's okay. I think I'm going to have to leave you oh. because I think I've got to let Morley, i got to get let Morley. <laughs> Let Marty have a bit of attention. I know, he's been so good. <laughs> he's been amazing. He's been totally amazing. But he's saying, like, that's enough. That's Mama. enough now. Enough, that yeah. Enough, like, for God's sake. This has been totally divine. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you so much for having me. And I've loved every minute of it. Loyalty. It's a good thing when shown towards you. And it feels great to have something in your life so strong that it's deserving of this most highly prized of values. But... It is also a force that can be turned against you to manipulate you into accepting behaviours and demands that you know inside are unreasonable or even plain wrong. I'm Alison Hogg. My guest was Jackie Jones and you've been listening to the Survival A to Z podcast. The next time someone asks you if you're loyal, ask yourself, am I? Do I want to be? Is my loyalty deserved? Will it be returned? If the answer to any of these is no, or even not sure, run, run away. Save your loyalty for something or someone more deserving.